I'm going to start a series. Uh, I think it's going to be four weeks. Uh, that's how I've planned it to be. Uh, since our theme for the year is gathering, I, I just want to go back to the theme for the year. So the theme uh, for my series is going to be the principle of gathering. The principle of gathering. This is part one of the principle of gathering. And my subtitle will be Getting Things Out of the Way. Getting Things Out of the Way. Sometimes all we need to do to see growth in our lives is to gather some things out of our lives and get them out of the way. Because life can sometimes be full of so much stuff, so many things happening that they cover, they clutter, they become a hindrance to us. And sometimes our gathering, like what we do when we are cleaning up our home, is to go and gather up a lot of stuff that are in the way, put them together, and take them out of the way. And so today we're going to look at that principle of gathering, of taking some things out of the way. Because there are some things in your life, in my life, that must be taken out of the way. And if we allow them where they are, they will be a hindrance to us. They will obscure God's blessing over our, our lives. Somebody say, I'm going to take some stuff out of the way. Are you really going to do that? Yes. You sure? All right, let's go to the Bible, to the book of Genesis. And we'll look at Genesis chapter 1. And I'll read from verse 9 to 12. Then God said, let the waters under the heavens be gathered together into one place and let the dry land appear. And it was so. And God called the dry land earth and the gathering together of the waters he called seas. And God saw that it was good. Then God said, let the earth bring forth grass, the herb that yields seed, the fruit tree that yields fruit according to its kind whose seed is in itself, on the earth, and it was so. And the earth brought forth grass, the herb that yields seed according to its kind, the tree that yields fruit, whose seed is in itself according to its kind, and God saw that it was good. In the passage, we see a conflict going on. It's a conflict between two forces, and these two forces are antagonistic to each other, or they are not helping each other. And most of us who are familiar with the Bible, with the opening uh, passages of the Bible, is that when the book of Genesis opens on this earth, the Bible says that everything is covered with water. There's water all over the place. Now, it's difficult for us to imagine it, but that's how it was. There was no dry land. It was water all over the place. And so this was a planet of water or a globe of water. And so when you look into this passage, there are two forces that are described. The first force that is described there, the Bible calls it waters. The waters. In the Hebrew, is ma'im. The waters. And this a description of waters normally is a description that talks about 
flood. It talks about turbulence. It talks about chaos. It talks about instability. The waters here are not still waters. It's not the kind of waters that you go and drink from. This is turbulent waters. So the whole earth is full of turbulent waters, flood waters. The floods are moving on all over the earth, and as a result, nothing is happening. All that you see is waters. Water is usually good, but when it floods you, it's not good. It's not good at all. Many of us have, sometimes during the rainy season, we've encountered floods. Sometimes it comes into our homes, it goes into the streets, it goes into the roads, pulls cars along. Sometimes it causes a lot of damage. And in other parts of the world, waters can be very destructive, especially in the monsoon regions of the world in Asia, waters. Now, this is the kind of waters that the passage is talking about, the Ma'im. It is the same word that is used to describe the floodwaters of Noah's time that engulfed the whole earth. So, the whole earth is full of water, flood overwhelming the earth. And this water represents and symbolizes powerful events that take over everything in our lives. A flood is so powerful that when it hits you, it moves everything along with it. So the flood here the Bible is talking about is not just water you can drink, water you can use to water your garden, but this is something that is overwhelming. It's all over the place. So I want you for a moment to think about events in our lives that sometimes act like flood. It comes into your life and it just moves everything out of the way. And it occupies your whole life. It could be a failure. Maybe you fail at something. You fail at an exam. You fail at your marriage. You fail, something fails, something is not working. And all of a sudden, it occupies your whole life. Sometimes it can be a betrayal. Somebody betrays you. A painful experience. Something happens and it takes over your life. That is what we are talking about, a flood. And when your life is taken over by events and they flood you, you realize that nothing is happening. You realize your whole life has been taken over by one thing. And some of us are sitting here today and our lives have been flooded by pain, by disappointment, by betrayal, sometimes by financial problems. And it's taken over your life. It's taken over your life. You think about it, you talk about it, you sleep it, you wake up with it, you dream it. That's a flood. That's a flood, and it's taken over your life. So that's the first event we see, the waters, powerful events that take over everything in our lives. But there is a second force that the Bible talks about. It talks about land, dry land, order, stability. So in the midst of the flood, in the midst of the waters, there is land. You know, today when we think of the earth, 
we think of the earth as solid ground. We think of the earth in terms of the Latin word terra firma. Solid ground. That's how we think of the earth. But there was a time there was no terra firma. It was all instability. Everything is covered. But the Bible says in the midst of the waters, there is still earth. But it is hidden by the waters. It is hidden by the flood. So the land there talks about your undiscovered strength that is hidden from view. So two things are happening. A flood is taking place on top, but underneath is terra firma. There is a flood on top, but there is something underneath. Now you have to picture your life always that way. That no matter what is flooding your life, there is something stable sitting underneath your life. You may not see it, you may not feel it, you may not even think it's there, but it is there in the midst of the flood, in the midst of the pain, in the midst of the disappointment, in the midst of your fears, there is something solid deep down sitting. And that's how the earth was. There is waters on top, terra firma underneath. If you were there, and of course, none of us was there, but if you were there and you cast your eyes, all you would see would be water. Water. You would never see strength. You would never see terra firma. So, what do we do when we find that our lives have been flooded by trouble. What do you do? There are some of you sitting here and your whole life is controlled by painful memories. Controls everything. Your memory is controlled by it. Maybe somebody you love betrayed you, disappointed you. Somebody hit you so badly and you wonder how can human beings be so wicked? You know, whether you wonder or not, people are very, very unpredictable. And when I say people, I mean you. People is not them. People is us. When we say people are, you can't trust people, who are the people? So if I say, hey, don't trust people, oh, I mean it's the other person. When he says, don't trust people, oh, it's me. We are all humans and we all hurt people and we all uh, deny people and betray people. Jesus was denied and betrayed by his loved ones. It's going to happen to you one way or the other. And sometimes it can flood you. And sometimes you can be flooded by financial problems and, and all kinds of things. So how do we deal with the floods of life? The waters of life that are taking over our lives, ruling our lives. Every conversation comes up with it. Every time you pick up the phone, somebody stops. By the third sentence, you're going to talk about something bad in your life. And pretty soon, nobody wants to talk to you on the phone again. Because you are so predictable, your life is flooded. How do we deal with that? And that is what we're going to look at. And there are three things that we're going to look at on how 
to deal with that. Now, in the midst of all of these troubles, God issued instructions. And each instruction begins with the word let. And there are three lets in the passage that we read. Let means be, allow, permit, make happen, become. So God is going to solve the problem of a life on earth that is overwhelmed by waters and he issues three commands. The first one, let the waters be gathered into one place. That's God's instruction. Let the waters be gathered in one place. Let the waters under the heavens be gathered together into one place. The thing about water is that it can sometimes be a blessing unless it's a flood. And it's a flood when it is all over the place. So God says, if I'm going to fix this problem of an overwhelmed earth, then the first thing I'm going to do is I have to gather all the waters. Instead of them being all over the place, I have to gather them and put them in specific places. Let them be gathered into one place. Gather them. Organize them. Confine it. But don't let it be all over the place. And what is the lesson that we learn from it? What's the action we can take from it? Is that when I am overwhelmed, I must confine my experiences to where they belong. We must not allow our experiences to run all over the place. My past belongs to my past. My past does not belong to my future. Don't allow past pain to determine future relationships. Because somebody might have failed you, it doesn't mean the next person will also fail you. Your past must be gathered and put where it belongs. Your pain must be gathered and put where it belongs. Somebody failed you, it doesn't mean all people are failures. The problem with life is one person fails us, we think everybody is a failure. That's the flood. We have let the waters cover everything. God says, don't let it cover everything. Take the waters, put them where it belongs. The one who failed you is not the whole earth. The one who failed you is your husband. And he's only one man of 3.7 billion on the earth. Of 4 billion people on the earth. Only one man failed you. Don't let it flood your life. Because there's another man who is coming. And if you don't clear this flood, you're not going to see the future that God has for you. One person betrayed you, but not all human beings betrayed you. You cannot say, don't trust people. That is allowing the waters to cover the whole earth. God says, put it where it belongs. It was that friend from secondary school who betrayed you, not everybody. You have to compartmentalize problems. Domestic problems stay at home. They don't go to the office. You don't go to the office 
complaining about what has happened at home. Oh, and, and, and my children, and the school fees, and the dad, and the dad. That's not what your customers are there for. They are there to receive a service from you, not to solve your pro domestic problems with homework and lunchbox. Don't let the waters cover everything. Keep them where they are. Past issues stay in the past. Because if you don't, the past will rule your present and your future. And many of us are fighting battles because we have allowed things to run all over the place. We are talking over it all the time. We are complaining about it all the time. Office problems belong to the office. You have a problem with your boss, don't take it on your wife. She's not your boss. Let the waters be gathered and put where they are. Are you following me? Because if you don't learn that principle, your life will be flooded by little, little issues. And you spread it everywhere. Sometimes somebody hurts you, and then you also ignore your best friend. You don't pick your call again. You don't talk to your best friends again. People who will strengthen you, you've abandoned them because an ignorant person hurt you. Let the waters be gathered and put them where they belong. I must confine my experiences to where they belong. If they belong to my past, they stay in my past. If only one person did it, then only one person did it. Don't say, I'm not going to go to church again because the church is full of hypocrites. How many church members have you known for you to even come to the conclusion that it's full of hypocrites? All these thousand people, how many of them do you know? Only one person or two people in your group. It cannot be the whole church. It cannot be. Don't let the waters flood the earth. God says don't do that. Take the waters, put them where they belong. Because if you don't know how to gather problems and put them where they belong, little problems will totally ruin your life. That's the first thing. Second instruction God gave. He said, let the dry land appear. Let the dry land appear. The dry land was there all the time. The only thing is that it was underneath. It was covered by powerful forces. He moved the waters from their place. He called it seas. And then the dry land appeared. Isn't it amazing? I like how the Bible puts it. It talks about water. Water is wet. And then he talks about dry land. In other words, in the midst of all this water, the earth underneath was not affected by the water. It was no wet earth. It was dry land. So there are aspects of your life in the midst of all the mess, they have not been touched. They've not been touched. And God says that you must allow those things to appear. 
So what is my action? What must I do? I must discover the reality of God's strength that is available to me. In the midst of my pain, there is strength. There is still dry earth. Listen to me, ladies who have been disappointed. There are still good men. And a lot of them are in this church. And listen to me, men who have been disappointed. There are a lot of good women. And a lot of them are in this church. Maybe the one who hurt you is also in this church. But the one who will bring healing to you is also here. So what do you do? You Clear the waters so that the dry earth, the dry land will appear. God says if you compartmentalize the problems, you will begin to see new opportunities, new environments, new people, new relationships. They will appear. Because sometimes, listen, you can sit in the midst of abundance and all you will see will be poverty. Because everybody talks about poverty. Things are hard. Life is hard. Things are hard. Life is hard. But you never see opportunity when all you talk about is problem. But if you clear the problem all out of the way, you begin to see opportunity. One of the reasons why people who travel to other places do well is because they go to those places with a different set of vision. A Ghanaian who would never drive a taxi here will go to New York and drive taxi. Because here, taxi driving may be seen as a mark of failure. But there, he doesn't see it as failure. So he goes to start as taxi driver and works his way up. Because sometimes the familiar places is flooded with toxicity, negative talk. All kinds of things. Why are you wearing that shoe? Why are you wearing that? Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. But you go to other places where nobody complains about that, you find all of a sudden you take advantage of new opportunities and use them. The question is, do you have to travel to do that? No. You can have the same attitude wherever you are. If you move the waters away, the dry land will appear. So there are things that God wants to do in our lives. There are things that God wants to bring to us. But he can't get through to us because the waters are all over the place. You're too negative. Some of us are too bitter, too negative, too angry. So there is dry land, but it can't come up because anger, anger, anger. Every time you talk, you're angry, angry. Somebody meets you the first time, you pump 15 years of anger on them. And they just met you. They haven't offended you yet. But they get the arrears. So the dry land never appears. The terra firma never shows up. All you have is instability and chaos and waters and waters and waters. But there is terra firma. It's unaffected. It's still dry. There's waters on top, but it's dry underneath. And God says, if you repackage your problems and move them out of the way, I will show you something new about yourself that you never knew. And the third instruction God gave, let the earth bring forth. Three legs. 
Let the waters be gathered. Let the dry land appear. Let the earth bring forth. The earth could not bring forth as long as the earth has not appeared. And the earth could not appear so long as the waters were allowed to overwhelm it. Let the earth bring forth. If you know the book of Genesis very well, you would notice this is the first time that we see something life emerging on the earth. From Genesis chapter 1, from verse 1, this is the first time. Let the earth bring forth. The earth brought forth plants. The Bible says that God saw that it was good. It is good to move the waters out of the way. It is good to allow the dry land to appear. And it is good for you to allow God to do new things with your life. So what should be our action? I must allow God to bring forth new things from my life. Listen to me. No matter how turbulent your life has been, there's still a part of you that will survive the flood. No matter what the experience has been, there's still a part of you that is still stable, untouched, and God can use. There's a part of you that God wants to use, but it's been hidden for too long. And we must allow God to bring forth new things out of our lives. This is the first time the color green appeared. Green plants and flowers and red and purple and orange. And all of them are coming up because the waters were moved out of the way. The dry land appeared. Now something productive can take place. So when we talk about the principle of gathering, it's not just about gathering the pieces and the fragments, sometimes it's gathering some things and moving them out of the way. And there are some memories we have to gather and throw them out and say, I'm not going to remember this again. Everybody has a bad memory. Believe you me, everybody has been treated bad sometime in their lives. From childhood, we have bad memories, either from your parents, from your older siblings, younger siblings, from neighbors. Somebody messed your life up. All of us have it. Bad teachers. Wicked teachers. I had one such teacher when I was in class five. Wicked. <laughs> you know, I think these, some of these people have serious mental problems. And we put them in classrooms and they beat children. And this teacher beat me. <laughs> Traumatized me for a very long time. I hated school because of him. Everybody has a bad memory. Everybody has had a bad experience. Everybody has been treated badly by somebody. But God says, don't let it flood your life because in the midst of all of that, there's still terra firma. There's dry land. It must appear. Don't let your past take over your future. Don't let your pain take over your promise. Don't let your experience yesterday destroy everything God wants to do today in your life. Don't let the people who failed you make you stop those who would help you. Because there are still good people in this earth. There's still good destiny helpers. 
There are people who will not take advantage of you. There are people who stand with you and help you and support you till you become who you are. Don't let those who failed you dictate the pace. Don't be so cynical and skeptical and so doubtful that you don't trust anybody again. Don't say, me, I don't trust people. When you say that, the waters are on the land. Dry land has not appeared because God wants some to do something new with your life. And this morning, I just came to announce to you, there is waters on the earth. There are things flooding your life, but put them in their right place because there is still land. There is still opportunity. There is still new things that God wants to bring into your life. And don't stop him from bringing it into your life. Amen.